Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Spirit to Me. Today's episode, I am welcoming the most incredible woman. Her name is Emma Mumford, otherwise known as the Spiritual Queen. <laughs> she's just so, she's everything. You are absolutely going to just eat this episode up. I know that even I was sitting there just so inspired and ready to get my ass into gear and do some serious manifesting. Emma is the UK's leading law of attraction expert. She's an award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author of her books, Positively Wealthy and Hurt Healing Healed, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and podcast host of the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes, Spirituality Queen's Badass Podcast. Emma's work helps you turn your dream into an abundant reality using the law of attraction and spirituality. Emma's work has helped hundreds and thousands of people globally over the last eight years. She's an absolute inspiration and I feel so honored to be talking to her today. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's get into it. Sit up straight when she enters the room. Be enthused, but don't look too amused. This is a queendom. Please respect her rule. Smile on the face. What in my place? But at Gully on Cybershake. Let's pump brakes. Let's be frank. Hello, Emma. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing? Good. I am so excited to talk to the spiritual queen herself. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. I'm so excited to connect with you. Like before we just get straight into it, because I know our conversation is just going to flow. Tell me a bit about your journey. Like I have read so much about you. I'm so inspired by your story. And I've read some things about you starting from being the coupon queen to now the spiritual queen. So I want to just, can you just take us on a little journey of how you got here and how you have manifested this amazing life that you're living? Yeah, absolutely. So we need to go back to 2012 to where the kind of so-and-so story started. Um, So back in 2012, I was kind of like 18, 19 years old. And I was working as a banking manager in one of the UK's largest banks. And it was not a career that I wanted to get into. It was not something that I had ever planned or thought I want to be a banker, like definitely not at all. It was just one of those careers I kind of fell into and it kind of just happened. Um, And my kind of daily role was to put people in debt, basically, like give them credit cards, loans, mortgages. And as exciting as that was to have such a huge career opportunity, it was also, I felt very underqualified, but also it brought a lot of depression and anxiety to me um, simply because, you know, I would have people come in and be like, I need to borrow X amount of money to feed my children. And if the computer says no, the computer says no, right? And it was just so soul destroying to see how money can really help people, but also really, you know, bring people down as well and you know people rely on it so much so it was really eye-opening working at that bank and at that time as well I was in my first not so great relationship and he had accumulated a whole ton of debt and had not told me over the years and I said well you know when the debt collector turned up at the door I was like well I'll take out a loan with the bank I get preferential rates as an employee you can clear it that way and then the debt collectors are off our back so I took out a loan for seven thousand pounds in my own name 
And very quickly afterwards, the relationship broke down and he never paid a single penny of it, funnily enough. Um, So that was a big learning curve for me, definitely. And then I was kind of like 20 by this point. And over those years and through the banking career as well, I'd started to experience panic attacks and anxiety. And I could feel this depression sort of coming over me more and more as the kind of months and years went by. And as you can imagine, going to work each day, putting people in debt and being in debt myself was just a huge trigger, to be honest. So, you know, I was having panic attacks in the bathroom at work. I couldn't, I just couldn't go to work. Like every time I would try to go to work, I'd have these huge panic attacks where I'd think I was literally having a heart attack or even like dying. And it was, you know, really, really intense at that point. So I knew I had to leave the bank because, you know, it wasn't going to serve me. It wasn't making me happy and it was, you know, making me mentally ill as well. And um, I just got a part time retail job just to pay the bills, just to be able to get back on my feet again, clear the debt. Um, And then moving forwards then. So I then found extreme couponing really randomly one day. And obviously in the States, it's huge. Whereas in the UK, it's like it was barely even spoken about. It was very taboo. When I looked online, there wasn't really sort of anything out there couponing wise or resources that I could access. But I was watching this American show thinking like, how on earth are these people getting thousands and thousands of dollars worth of food and products for literally nothing? Like if I could do that, then that would help me get out of debt. It would help free up some money and take the pressure off me with work. Um, And I just knew that it was something really positive that I could put my energy and my focus into. So I, as I always do, I put my head down. I was like, right, if there's nothing out there, I'm going to find these coupons. And within a few months, I had a whole like stockpile in my spare room. And my friends would come around and like take bits off. It was like a little shopping mall, really. (laughs) And um, they're like, Emma, you're too good at this. Like, you know, you need to share this with people. Like people would love to hear about this and probably do it themselves. So I was like, who am I? Like, no, don't be so stupid. But after a lot of pestering from my good friends, I started up a Facebook page and it was called Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. And um, within six months, it just, you know, I had no expectations. I was like, this is just a page to just share stuff and help people. I'm a complete novice myself. Um, And within six months, it had over 100,000 followers. I was being featured in national press. I was going on This Morning, which is a big daytime show here in the UK, presenting a money saving slot. And I was just it was just wild to go from, you know, leaving the bank and feeling so help, like hopeless and helpless at such a young age with the debt to then, you know, clearing that debt, um, having all these exciting opportunities and to really, you know, help people with money instead of put them in debt or, you know, the banking side of things. So I feel like it really kind of flipped the story of like, actually, this feels like my purpose, being able to help people be smart with money, educate people with money um, and be able to help them in a, in a different way. So um, that's how I became Coupon Queen. And I ran that amazing business for about six years. And honestly, I didn't even know it could be a business. I had no idea that you could turn it into one. It just happened as if by magic. Um 
And we had, well, we still have it still running um, over half a million followers um, at that point, which was just amazing to see something which came from such a dark time in my life, be able to help so many people, um, you know, save money and to be able to have that financial freedom themselves. So that's the coupon queen side. And then fast forward to 2016 is when I had my spiritual awakening. And I definitely wouldn't have said I was spiritual before. I probably would have said I was atheist, if anything, Um, just just because of the depression and the anxiety. You know, I was thinking, you know, if how could a God let, you know, bad things happen to people? And I just felt so low. And over that period, even while running the couponing business, you know, the depression was still there. The anxiety attacks were still there. It just couponing was a positive thing to put my energy to, to almost distract me a little bit. So I tried medication. I tried CBT, traditional talk therapy, and nothing was giving me relief. Nothing was giving me any sort of liftedness with the depression or panic attacks. So um, it was just something I was kind of living with at that point. So my spiritual awakening came at the time of the breakdown of my second not so great relationship. And at this point, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was just really not in a good place. I hated myself. I didn't know how to love myself. I'd never been taught that. And I just knew like there must be a way to feel happy. There must be a way that I can learn to love myself and be happy like everybody else, you know, seems to be around me. So um, I realized that I didn't want to take my life. I wanted to change my life. I just didn't know how. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the money at that time to obviously like pay for therapy and things. So it was a, yeah, it was a really challenging time, but that's when I came across the law of attraction and this word kept popping up. And I remember typing into Google, how to turn a negative situation into a positive. And this lady came up and obviously I didn't know at the time it was Louise Hay, um, but I was watching her video and she was talking about this like law of attraction um, manifesting. And I had no idea what it was, but then I watched The Secret and I read The Magic and it all just felt like a remembering. It didn't feel like a, oh, I'm learning something new like couponing. It was like, no, like of course this is how life works. Of course this is how everything works. So a bit like couponing, it kind of became that escapism for me again and it was something positive that I could put my energy into so I was still running the couponing business at this point um but very very quickly in the matter of three four weeks I saw huge shifts in my mental health I saw you know I learned how to love myself I was doing self-love exercises I felt happiness and relief that I hadn't felt in a very long time And of course, the mental health journey has been a journey over the years of unpacking beliefs, trauma and all sorts of things I had absolutely no idea was underneath the surface. But even those initial few weeks with manifesting, I saw huge shifts in my mood, in my energy, um, in my depression, like huge, huge shifts. And then it kind of just went from there. So I was talking about couponing, obviously still on my channels, but I thought, you know what, like, I want to share this with people as well. So I thought people would think I'd be mad sharing manifesting and money saving. And that, you know, people would be like, she's lost the plot. Like, I don't know what Amazon, but she's lost the plot. (laughs) But I actually was pleasantly surprised that a lot of my followers knew what it was and were like, yeah, I manifest or yeah, I've read The Secret or yeah, this makes a lot of sense. So I kind of started to like drip feed it in a little bit more. And I realized after about a year that actually 
my business had hugely outgrown me and needed a team of people that had got so big, I had no idea how to scale it and take it bigger. Um, so I knew that it was time for me to let my baby go and to sell it and to have a team of people who could really support and nourish it and take it to new heights and help even more people. And I equally knew that I had outgrown it a little bit as well. I mean, I always love to save money. I'm always going to love a coupon. Coupon queen is still within me for sure. But I knew that I wanted to help people, yes, with money, but also with the law of attraction and, and feeling good within themselves as well. So in 2017, I went full time as Spiritual Queen. That's how I got the name Spiritual Queen from Coupon Queen. And the rest is history, as they say. Oh my God, what a story. What a journey you've been on. Like, starting from something that you're like, I don't even know how I can crawl my way out of this to now being in a position where, you know, you're in the driver's seat of your life again. Like how empowering to feel like now you finally have the tools to be able to move yourself through when you get in those places in your head. Because, you know, as we say, it's like healing's not like just done. (laughs) like you know one day we wake up we're like I'm good now like you know you still have the triggers you still have the traumas you still have all the things that you know pop up in your mind so how do you take yourself back to that positive mindset when all of like the fear starts to creep back in because I'm finding even I'm experiencing that right now where you know in your soul that things are right that like that little human side of you is like are they right are you doing the right thing? And it just starts creeping in. So what are your like tactics or what do you do to help bring yourself back into alignment? Mm. And I think that's quite a loaded question where I could literally (laughs) probably give you about two hours worth of answers to that. But I'll break it down into some simple steps. But um, kind of circling back to like the fears and any limiting beliefs or trauma that comes up, I think it's really important that we understand what that is as well. Because I think a lot of the time people can hear the word trauma and I definitely did. And I was like, oh no, I haven't got any trauma. Like, no, like trauma is something, you know, really huge that's happened to someone and, you know, something which is obviously trauma. So when I use the word trauma, I do refer to it in quite a broad way of, you know, even if you were told at school, um, you know, in the playground of like, oh, you're not worthy or something, you know, that is still a trauma that has happened to us that has imprinted on us and created a belief that maybe we're not worthy enough. So traumas can be small things, we call them big T's and little T's, big traumas, little traumas. So again, like that, I think trauma has evolved so much as a word. But essentially, the inner critic within us or the ego that, you know, tells us like, you're not enough, or when you're setting intentions or manifesting, you know, who are you to do that, that critic within us, so to speak, is our inner child. And it's not there to bash us. It's not there to harm us. It's not there to, um, you know, put us down and ruin our day. It's there to protect us. And I think when we can reframe that inner voice into actually, it's here to protect us. And actually, it's just my inner child that needs love, that needs to be seen, that needs to be reassured that is it. And this was such a big, powerful breakthrough for me in my inner work, because I remember having these pesky, pesky thoughts that would just keep going and keep going and get louder and louder and louder. And I would just get so frustrated, like, for God's sake, like, I'm trying to reframe this into a positive, the thought's still there. And I literally felt almost like tortured by my inner child a little bit. Because I thought like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I'm following all the steps that are being taught online on, you know, in books and stuff about 
reframing it into a positive of telling yourself, no, I am worthy of my desire, but it, you know, the voice didn't go away. So in the end, I got so frustrated and angry that I was like, right, let's talk. What do you want? And it was this little voice. And this little voice was like, I'm scared. And I thought like, oh, okay, what's this? This is before I knew it was the inner child. And I just said like, what are you scared of? And she said, you know, I'm scared that I'm not worthy, that it's not gonna work out. And instantly the power had just gone. There was no power behind it. There was no force. There was no fear behind it anymore. It was just this inner child that wanted me to reassure her and tell her it's going to be okay. I love you. I see you. So actually now I feel like from you know, building and nurturing a relationship with my inner child that has hugely helped me to be able to navigate any negative thoughts or fears that do come up because I know where they're coming from. I know why they're coming up. And instead of looking at it as frustration of like, oh, why have I got this belief? Or, oh, like, why am I having this thought? Or why do I feel negative today? I can say, right, what is it my inner child needs from me? What is coming up? What do I need to give her? Because something is clearly coming up with this thought. But equally as well, I think in the law of attraction, there's maybe some not so great teachings around, you know, like you must be positive. You must have positive thoughts. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. And that is just not true. That is just not how the universe first works there is divine protection and there's also other energetic laws as well which also contribute to our lives as well as the law of attraction so if you are having a negative thought you know I have people who message me all the time like Emma I'm so freaking worried I'm having this negative thought I don't want it to manifest what do I do And the truth is we are human, as you said, and we're going to have thoughts. We have over 80,000 thoughts on average a day. Do 80,000 of those thoughts all manifest? Absolutely not. Of course not. Otherwise, it'd be a very chaotic universe, right? Um, So it's our our consistent vibration and our consistent energy and those really deep-rooted beliefs that absolutely do manifest rather than the, you know, kind of like little thoughts we have each and every day. So I just want to reassure anybody that if you are having a down day, if you are feeling negative, if you are going through a season of your life where you don't feel your high vibe positive self, like that is okay. Because every season of our life teaches us something. And the law of polarity is another energetic law of the universe, like the law of attraction. And for me, that brought so much peace and grace into my life, knowing that actually when I have a bad day, it's okay to go slow. It's okay to honor that. And it's okay to allow those emotions and feelings to pass through me because when I authentically allow that, they're going to move through me so much quicker than me fighting or faking it or resisting it. So I think, you know, a lot of the time of manifesting, we want to be high vibe. We want to be positive all the time. We just want all the goodness. And there's nothing wrong with wanting all of the goodness, but we have to realize that in order to experience all the goodness, we sometimes have to feel the opposite too, to be able to know what that goodness feels like. So I think it's just really about giving yourself grace. And when we talk about alignment, alignment's a big part of my work. You know, it is about honoring yourself, being true to yourself, living in alignment is by witnessing when you need to slow down, when you need to maybe take some action, or maybe it is, you know, you're in that inner winter feminine energy where you need to just be within and reflect and go slow. So it's all the polarity of life. It's all the cycle of life. And, you know, this too shall pass. So even if you are feeling funky or you're feeling like, you know, why can't I just be positive? Just know that, you know, there's something there to teach you like 
in this moment, if you need to have a bad day, just allow it to be a negative day. Allow yourself to feel what you need to feel because you will pick yourself back up. You will feel shifted. Um, And it's just about really allowing the emotions and allowing whatever is coming up for you to really come up so you can honor it. Yeah, I love that so much because you're right. We do get told, you know, be positive, be high vibe, you know, always like, you know, try and reframe it and do this. And there's so many like, you know, do this, do that. It almost gets so overwhelming when you think, oh my God. And especially when there's change and transformation in your life and you're going in a direction that freaks you out, but you know, it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, you just sort of get, well, I personally, I get quite overwhelmed sometimes with like the enormity of what everything means. Whereas I'm really trying to like, break things down and like take them one step at a time and when you have that like perfectionist kind of thinking too that really plays into like you know when you're trying to trust (laughs) like you know you're going I just trust the universe I just trust that you know what is for me is never going to miss me and that's like one of my favorite sayings and I say it all the time and I honestly do believe that because sometimes we're like why have I landed here why am I in this shit place like why me? And, you know, you can get into that victim mentality, but I always try to think maybe I needed to come here so that I know what this feeling feels like, or I know what this energy feels like. So I don't come back here again. Yeah. So is that sort of how you live your life too? You're like, I'm meant to be here right now. I'm meant to be experiencing these things. Um, Is that, does that sort of get you through as well? Do you like having that sort of like mentality about things meaning to end up the way that they're supposed to? Yeah, I mean, trust has been like a huge, huge leaning in process for me over the years. Like, again, because of, you know, trauma and wide experience when I was younger, you know, I was a control freak. I, I'm a Virgo sun sign. So it's literally my nature to control anyway. But, you know, I had trauma on top of that, that wanted to control, that wanted to be in charge. And I always joke, you know, I was a 90% manifester where, uh, you know, manifesting is a co-creation process. You go 50% of the way in the universe meets you 50 I was going 90 I was like no Emma makes this happen like I'm gonna make this happen so you know I wasn't developing a relationship with the universe I wasn't trusting and you know before I even learned what trusting letting go and surrendering meant I don't think I'd done that a day in my freaking life so you know there are some days where and you know particular seasons of my life where I've gone through challenging things especially over the last few years as well And it has felt harder to reach for that. There's a divine purpose to this or there's a higher reason. And, you know, when people like post in my Facebook group or I don't know, like send me an Instagram DM and say, you know, like something really, really bad's happened. And, you know, I know there's a higher purpose to this, but I just can't see it. And I say, you know, don't reach for that yet. You're in the midst of grief. You're in the midst of the emotions. Like if you were to see me during some of like the dark nights, the dark night of the souls I've had, I'm not going to be able to sit there and tell you the higher purpose or meaning I'm probably crying in a pit somewhere being like, like, you know, I'm doing that inner work. I'm in the trenches. So when you're in the trenches of life, you're probably not going to be able to just be like, oh, it's all okay. There's a higher purpose and a higher reason. Um, And I feel like hindsight is a beautiful thing, as they say, because we can look back and, you know, I can look back over those years and be like, okay, I get it now. I get why that needed to happen. I get what that was teaching teaching me I get that it was all leading up to this uncovering of you know what I've been through so I can heal that 
um I get it but that's taken years that's not like six months later that's not like a couple moments later that's years later so I think uh, sometimes we just need to feel what we're feeling we need to honor that and instead of being like what's the higher purpose why have I signed up to this why like why am I going through this sometimes we're just not meant to know in that moment and that's okay too and sometimes it really does suck and it really does hurt and you are grieving whether it's like a physical person whether it's like a relationship a job a career a child like there could be so many things we grieve including living grief as well and you know, I think it's just about really allowing yourself to to grieve whatever it is and really feel whatever, you know, loss is happening in your life, to matter, no matter what scale it is, because that's the only way it's going to make sense one day is, you know, feeling that. So I think, you know, it, it's all very well as wanting to be like, it's OK, like this is all working out of my highest good. But if you're not feeling like that, and I know I definitely don't always feel like that, um, you know, trust is a journey. And, you know, I always believe that trust is built in two layers of lived experience and mindset. So, you know, from someone from like myself, for example, I've been manifesting for over seven years now. But if someone listening to this podcast was like on day one of that manifesting, obviously our levels of trust are going to be very different because I've got seven years of lived experience. Someone else listening might have 20 years, right? So they're probably going to have even more belief than me, for example, because they've got that lived experience of like, I know I'm supported. I know the universe shows up. I know there's always a higher reason to this. And then the second pillar to trust is obviously mindset. So if you have any fears or beliefs around, you know, like not being able to trust things or trust life or trust people, then obviously that's going to be impacting your trust in the universe as well. So it's almost like a dance, I feel like, of dancing in between like belief and mindset, but then also like dancing in between those emotions of allowing whatever comes up to you know allow it to come through you yeah I love that so much I love the way that you put that because you're right when you're in the trenches the last thing you want someone to say to you is it'll be fine get over it kind of thing you're like you know fuck off basically like I'm having a moment (laughs) so that totally makes sense um so in terms of like your manifesting and like How did you start doing that? Do you have like little daily rituals or do you have like a routine that you have like particular times of the month or like full moon or do you just do it whenever you feel like it and how do you do it? What are your little tips for everyone? Yeah, so I do a bit of a mixture of things really. So I definitely manifest like on New Year's, like set New Year intentions for the year ahead. So I'll definitely make annual goals that I would love to manifest and achieve that year. I'll then do the equinox and solstice rituals. So I will on spring um, equinox, summer solstice, autumn equinox and winter solstice, which you can find the dates online really easily for. Um, I will do some manifesting rituals on there and little designated rituals. And I have them on my YouTube as well, if anybody wants to follow them. 
And then kind of away from the seasonal and kind of like landmark manifesting points of the year. Um, yeah, I do new moon manifesting. So once a month on the new moon, again, you can find those dates online as well. Um, you can obviously set new intentions. The new moon is all about cr- like sowing those seeds and manifesting and putting those intentions out there. So the new moon is perfect for that. The full moon is all about releasing. So I tend to focus, I don't set intentions on the full moon. I'll tend to write a releasing and letting go ritual and anything, emotions or feelings or things or, or even my desires I want to let go of that attachment for so yeah I would definitely say I set intentions regularly because I feel like that's really important to do because if we want to see abundance regularly we need to manifest regularly um you know it's all about that divine mirror how you show up to the mirror of life is what is reflected back to you so a lot of the time people will create the vision boards they'll set those big 2023 or 2024 goals but then not set any other goals and think oh I haven't manifested anything recently and I'm like yeah because you need to one break those big goals down into maybe monthly actionable goals or manifestations but also if you want to manifest regularly you have to ask regularly the universe can't read your mind like you need to be able to affirm them and say this is what I want so you know my monthly practice I'll just um write some personal goals out I'll write some work goals and like a money manifestation so it's like super low-key it's super easy it's just like right what do I want to achieve this month what do I want to manifest this month so I always say we always have manifesting superpowers so for me as an author it's no surprise writing is actually one of my manifesting superpowers so for me I love writing lists I love writing letters scripting letters I love literally just writing it like a shopping list or goals list um for me actually simplicity works greatly um so I tend to not really overcomplicate it I tend to just write them out and that works brilliantly for me um if I feel I need anything else like dream lists or scripting or anything else like that I will obviously turn to it Um, but I wouldn't say that's like a regular practice I really do like to keep it simple Um, I'm also quite an audio manifester as well so I love listening to subliminals I like listening to meditations I like um, you know repeating my manifestations out loud in our little whatsapp group with my friends we have a little manifesting group together so there's lots of different ways you can manifest and I think with so many tools and resources online it can feel quite overwhelming of like what are the right ones to do and um, my first book Positively Wealthy has over 33 um, amazing fun practices in there it's like a 33 day manifesting challenge so that's something like that is perfect to dip your toes in with because you can just go and try lots of different things and be like right what works what resonates what did I see results with what maybe doesn't feel so good and I think that's important with manifesting just trying it on trying how it fits trying if it works for you because what resonates for you may not resonate for me and vice versa you know we're all beautifully unique and different so how we manifest and what we respond to is going to be beautifully unique as well so it's finding those um well finding your manifesting superpower to know what feels good to you but then also finding those practices that really bring that level of joy to you I love that that is really I I love the fact that you've got that manifesting like little um, package that people can go and like little guide I guess you could say so that people just know where to start because you're right when we see even when we hear the word manifesting people like oh yeah like whatever. And it's like, no, it does work. You just got to find the right way for you. And 
So do you have like a little sacred space that you keep your manifestations in or do you put them with your crystals or like what's your practice after you've sort of written them down? Do you have anything that you like to do or keep them anywhere in particular? Yeah, so I have a manifestation box, which is really, really important to me only because, as I mentioned earlier, I was a 90% manifester, so controller over here. And having a vision board up on my wall every day looking at that was just not working for me because I was like, well, it's not here yet. Well, where is it then? Um, And I think a lot of people feel the same. So um, for me, a manifestation box is the perfect way to let go and surrender. And it's just a beautiful, intentional, it's literally a shoe box. You can literally just get a box, a shoe box and decorate it, put some fancy stickers on it. Um, I've got a whole guide on my YouTube if anybody wants to learn more or create one. Um, But essentially you just create a box and call it your manifestation box. And I just put everything in there. So vision boards, um, my annual goals, like when we were manifesting this, House, like our house list was in there. I might put some crystals in there. I cleanse it regularly. So probably every quarter I'll go through it and just obviously tick things off or take things out if they've manifested. Um, I might review things and think, do I still want that? Is that something I still want to manifest? So for me, that's like a really intentional sacred space where it's out of sight, out of mind, so I can let go um, and let the universe get to work. But also it is really intentional as well, which is so important with manifesting and then I've got little spiritual altars around the house again with maybe some candles or crystals or incense Um, and I might put like my affirmation card of the day up there or an oracle card Um, I might you know sit in that sacred space and do my new moon ritual and practice so it depends what I need at that time. Sometimes it's just sat on the sofa with a cup of tea, grab my journal and that's it. Um, You know, it's not all fancy pants and loads of different things to it. But you know, sometimes I do like to go deeper with it. And I do like to be really intentional. Um, And yeah, just those things really work for me because it's not making me attached to them, but they're easy to upkeep um, and create as well. I love that. And it's such a personal... Um, thing for you to have like your own little space and have the box that's just yours and it's kind of like your little hopes and dreams kind of box it's really nice I love that Um, I've heard you say that manifestation will come when you need it the least can you explain what you mean by that a little bit more Of course. Um, So this one I learned through the art of letting go and surrender. And, you know, if we are setting those intentions and we're like, I must have that thing. I need that thing. You know, again, like I said, how you're showing up to the mirror of life. If you're showing up with desperation, want and need, guess what's going to be reflected back to you? Need, desperation and want. So I always say, you know, like think back or maybe even if you're new to manifestation, think back to a time when something came so easily in your life where you manifested something. I guarantee you were not there checking every day if the email has come through. I guarantee you were not there like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You were probably relaxed. You were probably living your life, focusing on something else. And happy, right? And I think that's really key when we look at manifesting, because I always say, think about the version of yourself who has your desire. So let's just use money, for example, if someone was manifesting a certain amount of money, if when you have that money, you're going to be probably relaxed, happy, calm, you know, whatever emotions you want to, you know, feel, you know, ask yourself what emotions you would feel when you have that. 
you know, you wouldn't be checking your bank balance every day, feeling fearful or worried. You wouldn't be panicking or anything like that. So the more we want something, the more we're going to literally manifest more wants. So the art of letting go and surrendering, and this is why um, you'll hear famously in a lot of law of attraction texts about three steps of ask, believe, receive with the law of attraction. Whereas I believe there's actually five. One, because it was just so much easier for me to break it down myself and be like, ah, that's the fourth step. That's the third step. And actually that makes a heck of a lot more sense to me. So the fourth step, so the third step is trust. That's a new step that I added in again we've spoken a little bit about that already but the fourth step of letting go and surrendering was something that was never spoken about in any of the books or teachings that I had read but I realized that I needed to and I always remember this moment I was having pretty much a trench moment in my life I was fearful anxious not trusting that it was going to happen and thinking like I just need relief right now like what do I do with this I don't trust I can't believe it Um, And I was just so attached and controlling at that time to that desire. And I'd had Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back book on my shelf for like a year in my office and I hadn't picked it up. And I thought like, right, just turn to a book. I'm going to receive some guidance from a book. And I picked up her book and I just opened a chapter. I think it was like chapter nine or chapter 11, something like that. And the chapter was called When You Think You've Surrendered, Surrender Some More. And I was like, okay. And I read the whole chapter in about five minutes and I was like, this, this is what I'm missing. So I read the whole book after that and it's a fantastic book if you want to learn to trust and surrender and let go. And that's when I realized like, this is the missing key to this five-step process. This is the missing key to manifesting. So I then went along my letting go and kind of like trusting and surrendering journey. And for me, I realized that actually the more I wanted something, the more that I put energy towards it, the more I tried to control it, nothing was happening, literally nothing. But when I let go, when I surrendered, when I trusted, when I knew that this or something better for the highest good of all was going to happen and that I could trust the universe, I could trust myself, I could trust that this desire was going to come, I naturally, as easy as breathing, let go and surrendered and just focused on other things in my life and just naturally was like getting on with things, boom, it comes and you're like, whoa, okay. And you know, there's that, there's that famous saying with um, like soulmates and relationships, you know, when people say like, oh, it'll happen when you um, expect it the least. It's exactly like that because we're not going out looking. We're not being desperate. You know, if if you had that relationship in your life, you're not going to be going out and looking and being desperate and being like, where is this person? You're going to be living your life and be happy and enjoying that manifestation. So it's just really good to tap into those emotions and energy that you would be feeling when you have that desire and learn to embody them now, feel them here and now and really work on that letting go and surrendering step because it's so important. I would say it's probably arguably one of the most important steps, but it's totally missed out a lot of the time. Oh, well, I love that you've filled in the the blank for everyone now that we know what's missing from that. Um, So obviously you are very spiritually tapped in and connected. Um, Do you have any like mind-blowing spirit stories or do you connect with your loved ones on the other side? I'd love to like pick your brain about your experiences. Yeah. So when, when I, you sent me these questions through, I thought, God, I'm not sure I have like a mind blowing story, but 
Um, I'm definitely very psychic. I wouldn't say I'm a medium. Like I haven't been able to connect or talk to like loved ones. I felt my nan there, but weirdly, I have always been able to connect to my spirit child for, for like 14 years. So way before I was spiritual, um, when I was 16, I kind of learned the art of meditation, um, through Buddhist teachings. And, you know, I would meditate quite a lot to really help with the feelings of loneliness and the darkness that I was feeling. And just randomly one day I would start seeing these visuals. I'd seen nothing, blackness for ages. And I would just start seeing these visuals. And after months and months of seeing this beautiful field, then these like children would come in. And at first they were my godchildren, but obviously I didn't know they were my godchildren. They were only my godchildren from like 2016. So obviously there was quite a few years where I was like, who the heck are these kids? They come and talk to me. Like they're so lovely. Um, and one of them was called Ella and my goddaughter is actually called Bella. So we laughed at that when we put it together because we were like, oh my God. And she looks exactly like how she did. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but amazing. <laughs> So I've always had this like weird connection with like spirit babies, my own like children in spirit and obviously my God kids before they were born. Um, And then I've just had like really kind of like prophetic dreams. Like I remember the one that really stands out is when like obviously spirit or a spirit guide came through into a dream and told me that my ex was cheating on me and like I could see this person and it was like so wild. And then literally the next day I found out in the physical and it was just wild. Like it was so profound and so impactful that I was like, yeah, that is like a message that is not just random um so yeah I've had a lot of kind of like dreams like that over the years um I seem to be a bit of a baby whisperer as well I seem to know when people are going to get pregnant and what baby they get I I don't know why like it's not like I can predict the lottery numbers or anything I can just predict babies apparently (laughs) that's so cool I love that and the fact that you've like had these visions of all the children it's kind of like your yeah I don't know I don't even know the word for it fairy godmother to the children (laughs) I love that so much. That's so cool. And I love the fact that you're like psychically tapped in. And even the way that you just described that of like the, you know, the psychic moment or the message coming through, I always find that when I get those messages, they are like just before I'm about to find something out or there's not enough time to even comprehend. It's just like you feel something and then not long after it's right in front of you. So yes, you've experienced the same thing where it's like, there's not even enough time to prepare for this information. (laughs) It just kind of hits you in the head, basically. So it's it's really weird how spirit works. (laughs) I just allow them to flow. Um, So obviously, I've seen a lot about um, your manifestation membership and your group membership program. And so like, how can people connect with you? How can people work with you? Because you're obviously doing wonderful things and really helping so many people. And I know that these listeners are going to want a piece of what you're offering. <laughs> so can you let me know and us know how, how we can work with you? <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you. So um, as you mentioned, I've got the manifestation membership. So we've been running that for four years now. I can't believe it's nearly four years. It's flown by. So that is my most accessible way to work me a beautiful community full of, oh my gosh, the most loveliest people in the world. And we just have so much fun each month. You can dive into more about learning about manifestation. We do a new theme and topic each month. So there's lots of fun, live calls, industry experts that come in and workshops. So loads of goodness with that. But if you want to you know just dip your toes in a little bit more of manifesting obviously I've got free resources as well I've got my YouTube channel of like over nine years of videos so there's like 700 to keep you busy you're all good there um, and then my podcast Spiritual Queens Badass podcast again I've been doing that for over six years so again you've got hundreds of amazing episodes of solo cast oh my gosh the most inspiring guests have been on as well so loads of great conversations there if you prefer a bit more audio content and then then you've got my books so if you want to go in a bit deeper and test some things out then obviously you've got positively wealthy which is the 33 day fun manifesting challenge I spoke about um, and that's really designed to help you manifest sustainable wealth and abundance in all areas of your life so it's just a really fun dip your toes in book um, and people absolutely love it um, and I love it hence why I wrote the book and then Hurt Healing Healed is my latest book which is almost like the follow-on book so it goes a little bit deeper we go a bit deeper with manifesting so that's all about releasing limiting beliefs fears and blocks to supercharge your desires so if you've done manifesting for a while and maybe you're hitting some blocks or hurdles or maybe you're like I know I've got some inner work to work through or I'm not sure what's blocking it this book is fantastic because it's going to help you to identify like what that block is and lovingly release it with the tools in the book I love that so much all right before I let people know how they can connect with you or find you I have some random questions for you because Jade, my wife, is ridiculous and she likes to have a piece of the pie. So she always gives me random questions for my guests. They are absolutely ridiculous. So do not even be nervous. <laughs> so the first question for you is, what is the opposite to Emma Mumford? Oh, my God. Um... And you can take that however you want. Um, <laughs> I've stumped you. Look, do you yeah, know what? Um, young Emma Mumford? I don't know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so Jade said the, a lot of people answer this a different way. So some people have answered it like, um, you know, the opposite of like their personality. So some people have taken oh, it that way. So they're like, oh, you know, grumpy. And like <laughs> for you, it would be like, you know, a non-believer, like not trusting, grumpy, all the things. But then Jade likes to take it a different way. So she thinks the opposite to Emma Mumford is Emma Dad Holden. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of mum, it's dad. And instead of mum, it's Holden. Love it. (laughs) I know. She's like, you have to say that part. I'm like, okay. I love that. That is a great answer. I love her answer. I know. It's really cool. I'm like, no one's going to think of that. (laughs) Okay. Your second question. If you fell off a wall, could all the king's horses and all the king's men put you back together again? Absolutely. I've fallen off many walls in my life and we get back up every time. I love that answer. I would have said the same thing. Of course, I'm always, you can always put me back together. (laughs) Yeah, 
your last question is you found a genie in a bottle and he gives you two wishes what are they I see I'm always the person that's like wish one is for more wishes so we trick the system straight away because <laughs> I can't decide in two answers definitely not so I'm always like right more wishes first of all because we're all here for the abundance and then I can actually make my mind up with more time of what I would want and then the second wish ooh, yeah the second wish would be for everybody collectively to just feel peace and feel at home and feel love and feel unconditional love and whether that's finding manifestation whether that's finding spirituality whatever whatever would bring them that yeah because I feel like with everybody feeling that unconditional love um would be a very good place oh I love that that is super sweet that's really sweet good answer (laughs) I like that I like the more wishes (laughs) That's why I've asked more wishes. We'll do one collectively, then the rest can be like, right, what do I want now? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here with me. Is the best way to connect with you by Instagram or Facebook or what's your handle so everyone can find you? Yeah, so I mainly hang out on Instagram the most, but I am on all platforms as well at I am Emma Mumford. And everything that I've spoken about is also on my website as well, emmamumford.co.uk. Perfect. And I'll put all your details in the show notes anyway. So thank you so much for being here. I've absolutely loved talking to you. You too. Thank you so much, Jessica. Hurry up quick, El Jefe's coming soon. Sit up straight when she enters the room. Be enthused, but don't look too amused. This is her queendom. Please respect her rule. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Spirit to Me. If you love the podcast and want to continue to support it, the best thing that you can do is to share it. You can also follow it and rate it wherever you listen to your podcast. We love hearing from you guys, so please keep those reviews coming. Are you wondering what the hell you just listened to? Tune in next time for answers from spirit or follow me on Instagram at Jessica Lynn Mediumship. <laughs>